Hey, hey y'all. It's Sarah. And Michelle. And, and we're, we're the, the Tough, Tough Mamas. Thanks for joining us on our fourth episode. This week we're going to be talking about our recovery in the first two to three weeks at home with a newborn. Michelle, tell us, what was your favorite memory of having a newborn? And what is something that you're not looking forward to the next time around? Huh. I would say that probably, like, my favorite memory was probably doing, like, chest to chest. They're just so teeny tiny, and, you know, they just fit perfectly in your chest. Like, anything related to, like, cuddling or, you know, like, being close to them, like, when breastfeeding them. I feel like they were so easy to, like, kind of, like, manipulate. You know, now they're all kind of, like, so squirmy, and it's, like, hard for you to, like, you know. Very squirmy. Them anymore. Uh, my least favorite. I feel like... I think a lot of people can say that probably like the sleepless, you know, like lack of sleep that you get just waking up constantly. But I also think um, like just feeling comfortable and like readjusting to like your new body. Like it's you go like nine months having this like big old belly, you know, or, you know, just a belly in general. And then out of nowhere, it's like gone but not completely gone and it's like you know you're in a weird in-between stage exactly like you're not back to your normal size but like it's also not you know like a big old belly and it's just weird adjusting you know like especially you know like your boobs like them too like adjusting you know like milk supply and everything and it's just like I don't know it's just waking up and seeing and it's like who is this like I don't recognize my body and I don't feel comfortable in it nothing fits it's either too big or too small like nothing fits I think that I did not enjoy that stage yeah I definitely agree with that for sure what about you what was your favorite memory um my favorite memory was like one of the first few nights that we got home from the hospital I remember, like, Caesar was laying on the couch, and Rio was cuddled up on him, and Sophia was just, like, laying on him, and it was just, like, nice having all of us together just cuddling on the couch, you know? Yeah. Um, my least favorite thing, or something I'm not looking forward to, is, like, you mentioned already, the long nights, the sleepless nights. I feel like I was counting the hours, like, I was very like paranoid oh my gosh I only got one hour of sleep you know okay well and that's for me normally I need like eight hours of sleep to function properly the next day and so I'm very like like I plan okay well I have to wake up at five so I need to make sure that I go to bed at what like nine ish you know or whatever to get my eight hours of sleep so when that wasn't happening I was very, like, I can, I had a very hard time functioning just day to day, you know, but I mean, I think that's normal, obviously, because you're learning the baby's eating all the time, so, but definitely not looking forward to that. Yeah, no, definitely. I guess we can go ahead and start kicking off and, like, talking about, like, you know, what we, tips that we have, yes. you know, in regards to that. So how did you manage to somewhat be able to get your sleep in during this newborn stage? Um, well, I, I mean, I know that this part was hard. Um, you know, everybody tells you sleep whenever the baby's sleeping. So that's literally what I would try to do. 
Like if she was sleeping, like taking an early morning nap, like I would be asleep um, until, I mean, I did make myself get up like at nine or 10 in the morning so that I wasn't sleeping all day. But, you know, if she went to bed at five in the afternoon, then I'm going to bed at five in the afternoon so that I can get as much sleep as possible. Um, if possible, have your partner help out, you know, like maybe in the middle of the night they wake up once so that you can have a longer stretch at night or they get up early in the morning and you can have a longer stretch towards the morning just to like take one more thing off your plate that you don't have to do by yourself. Yeah, that's really good. And then just real quick, just so we can kind of like give um, kind of like a real quick overview of what us coming home from the hospital was kind of like. What did you do? You came back home um, to your house. Did anybody come over to stay with you or help you out? No one stayed with us, but the first night that we got home, we had um, like extended family come and they were there to meet Sophia, but nobody was here like staying with us or anything like that. But my family does live very close. So, I mean, it was very easy to call them whenever I needed. Um, I know you stayed with your mom for a while, right? Yes, yeah. So just because my mom's jobs are, you know, closer to her house than our house, and she had to take my brother to school, and, you know, she has, you know, the extra bedroom, she asked us that if, you know, if we wanted to, we could go move with her for two, you know, as long as we wanted to. We only stayed for two weeks. Uh, but yeah, we did move in with her just because I was like, yes, like any help that I can get, I like, yes, like I will take it. Really good. And, yeah. So Pat was a trooper, and he was off five weeks for paternity leave. Oh, nice. And he, yeah. And he was a trooper, and he was like, yeah, like, let's go move with your mom, because he knew that, likewise, like, this was all new to him. So, like, any help that we could get, like, he was he was all, you know, whatever we could do to get that help. So that was really nice. So like, I, I – Yeah. Uh-huh. No, you're – yeah. Um, I kind of wish that I had my mom stay with us. But then I guess when I was thinking about it, I was kind of like, well, what is she going to do? Like, what is she going to be doing? Like, I'm trying to breastfeed Sophia. Trying. Keyword there, trying. Um, And so what is she going to be able to do? Like, she can't feed her. Like, what? Like, you know, so it was kind of for me, I was like, well, this is I have to do this on my own. Like, I but I wish that I did have my mom here to help as well. Yeah, one of the things that, like, I don't know, I guess it's a very, like, my mom would tell me that in the, like, Hispanic culture, it's very common for either, like, your mother or your mother-in-law to move in with you or you with them Mm. for what they call, um, basically, like, a quarantine period after you give birth, and it's for 40 days. Oh, jeez. So, for 40 days, like, you're supposed to be, like, very strict in what you do, what you can't do. So, like, that's kind of where, like, the mom would step in. Mm-hmm. Um, she wanted me to stay with 40 days, but I was like, nope, I'm going to get used to you, like, you know, doing everything for me, and it's going to hit me hard. Yeah, because then when that help's gone and you don't know what you're doing by yourself, yeah. it's like, oh, no, how do I take care of this baby all by myself? Yeah. Yes. How do I take care of myself? (laughs) 
Yes, no, definitely. But kind of like you said, like it was, you know, like she kind of had already prepped me like what she would be doing for us and helping us with before, you know, we moved in just to kind of like sell me the idea, which I was sold. I just needed to sell Patrick on it. But uh, <laughs> hers, you know, like what she did, because like, you're right, you know, like while I'm breastfeeding, like what can she do? So well, like my mom did just, you know, like maybe if people want to consider this, you know, like first time As around, option, maybe the yeah. second time around, uh, like my mom, she would make me breakfast so like even if it was something as like okay while you're having like while you're breastfeeding like you have a hand free so like here's some jello here's some toast here's some like hot chocolate like here's some fresh fruit or some eggs and omelet like just like you know because when you're breastfeeding like you literally are you know like burning calories Mm -hmm. so like you're hungry 24 7 so she would just always bring me like a snack or something like even if it's something like filling up my water bottle because you know you have to drink so much too so you know little things like that or maybe she would like you know my feet got really swollen like afterwards really afterwards yeah Mm, interesting that's when I swelled up the most so she would like warm up some hot water and like just kind of like you know put it at my feet so I could soak them while I breastfed you know little things like that so I feel like it really helped a lot um you know just you know mainly just yeah honestly just keeping my keeping me full like whether it was with liquids or food yeah just always full keeping your mind off of a little bit of yeah the hard times right yes definitely but that's kind of like what we did there so you mentioned you had some extended family come over how was that how did you handle all of that with a newborn so it was the day that we got home from the hospital so we were released like at three or four in the afternoon and the extended family came over pretty much like at five and they stayed there for a while and I feel like it was weird for me because I mean, I'd only known, obviously, being in the hospital with a newborn and people coming and checking on you all the time and making sure you're okay and having food all the time, you know. And then here, people are over at my house, and it's like, okay, um, I think she's hungry. I think she's crying. Um, she doesn't have a – she her diaper's already changed. Like, Sophia's crying. I guess she's hungry. Um, what do I do? Do I just – feed her in the middle of everything do I go to my room like what you know and I'm trying to figure out how to be with the newborn around people in my house you know it was a very weird weird um feeling um so definitely for next time I'm going to be very clear on my boundaries or expectations so for example when we get home from the hospital like I mean, if my, my parents or Caesar's parents want to come over, that's fine, but not right away. Like, give me a few hours to get home, to get settled, to, you know, figure out, okay, this is my home, I do live here, and now I have a child with me, you know, and just kind of regroup, really, you know. Um, but also set boundaries, not just for when you get home, but like the next few weeks, as you're at home figuring everything out because like I mentioned before I was trying to feed breastfeed Sophia but I was having a very hard time and trying to learn when obviously I don't know what I'm doing she doesn't know what she's doing and then having visitors all the time and having to leave to struggle through this you know kind of makes you feel like 
outcasted almost, you know, kind of like, you know, okay, you know, so definitely having clear boundaries. Okay. So I'm okay with visitors at this time during the day, you know, but once it hits a certain point, like whether you're ready to go or not, like I have to go to bed or, you know, I need to go do whatever I got to do. So, you know, just setting those boundaries for sure. Cause I think I'm, I mean, I didn't think about that before, you know, you're like, oh yeah, I want everybody to come meet the baby. And then everybody comes over and you're like, this is overwhelming for me. Like, I don't want everybody to come right now. Like, give me some time. I know you want to meet the baby. I get it. But like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. You want to feel comfortable to be able to like, you know, lounge in, you know, a t-shirt or, you know, breastfeed in the kitchen, breastfeed in the living room, like breastfeed wherever you're comfiest without Mm -hmm. having to tell people or having to cover yourself like in your own house just to like feed your baby. Yeah, exactly. And then also feeling like you have to not entertain them, but you know, like kind of like you know maybe not yeah not dress up but like you know like actually you know be dressed Mm -hmm. like you know look presentable you know for family members especially if yeah yeah Yeah. so and not just that but also like boundaries with Sophia so you know everybody tells you oh don't kiss babies don't touch babies you know like if you you know, make sure you do this before you hold a baby or, you know, all of these things. And at first I was like, well, I'm going to let whoever, you know, I want, you know, if, if, if a family member wants to kiss Sophia, I don't really care. But then, you know, when your kid gets sick, you're like, oh, okay. So exactly. Yes. So after that whole thing, you know, now I know, okay, the first few weeks it doesn't matter who you are we're going to like kind of keep a safe distance between the baby and our mouths you know just to possibly lessen the chances of her or the the baby getting sick you know yeah that was one of the things that I had also kind of like set boundaries on like all right you know like you can kiss her on the top of her head you can kiss her feet but like don't kiss her face like even if it's not on the cheeks like don't kiss her face and don't kiss her hands because her hands are going in her mouth yeah and I had a couple of family members kind of like roll their eyes at me and like I get it you know like I see a baby and I want to like kiss up on it but it's like it's not like you said like that's how babies get sick especially Mm -hmm. like you know, both of our babies were born in the fall time, but yep. even if they're not, like, there's still little colds and stuff like that that can still yeah. get around to the baby, the, like, all year round. Exactly, and the colds that we, as adults, get that are, like, uh, uh, I'm not even sick, you know, can be really damaging or, you know, major things for babies. Yeah, so. and I mean, at the end of the day, like, it's your baby, and who's the one that's going to be staying up at night, measuring fevers, like, taking care of them when they're sick? Like, exactly. we are. Exactly, yeah. You know, the family members that kiss them aren't going to be staying up, you know. They're not going to be helping you. one, yeah. three, five a.m. in the morning to see if they're okay, you know, like we are. So it's, you know, like, at the end of the day, the day you know, like, that's what families should be for, you know, to respect our decisions and understand that when they get older, then they can kiss and snuggle up on them all they want. But yeah. until they get that, you know, that defense system up, like, hey, you know, 
Yeah, just stay away it's, for, yeah. you know, not really stay away. It's, but yeah, well, know, I like, like that you easy. said that they can kiss the top of their head and their yeah. feet so that yeah. you're not completely taking away them, like, loving on the baby, but you're limit, limiting the exposure for germs. Yes, yeah. So but, I of like course, that. you know, like, everyone can set their own... Well, right, right, right. I just personally, I was like, well, fine. Like the feet, you know, they can't touch their feet yet. Top of their head, you know, like it's their hair. So go for it. I like that. I'll definitely be using that for next time. Because I don't want to tell people, no, don't, don't ever kiss them, you know. But, you know, that this way they'll, they can kiss them, but not, it, it not be so dangerous. And to kind of like explain the severity of it, like whenever I got the eye rolls from family members, I don't know if you ever heard about the story about the baby that got kissed. Um, I think it was like on their cheek or like close to their <gasps> eye and they had herpes. Yes. So the baby had herpes and literally passed away. And it's like, I remind people like, hey, like I would tell people that story like, hey, like just FYI, herpes sounds like a bad thing, but like, it's literally a cold sore. Like we, you know, lots of people get them yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't even have to be the cold, like, you know, fall time for people to get cold no, sores. No, you get like, them from stress. Around. Yeah. And it's like, you know, like if you were to have a cold sore, like that's herpes. If you kiss my baby with that, my baby could die. Like, yeah. it's like, and I would tell them that story. So they understood, like, it's not just like, oh, I don't want you to I don't want them to catch a cold. It's like, no, like if you have a cold sore without knowing, like you could literally kill my baby. Like, no, because a lot of people don't know. And especially if you don't have babies, you know, or you don't know all of the stories, like Mm -hmm. you don't understand. So, I mean, if you, you, you know, if you are out there and you don't have a kid and you're like, well, why are they not letting me kiss the baby? Just ask them. Why did you yeah. choose not to let me kiss the baby? I'm just curious. And then yeah. I'm sure they'll tell you and you'll be like, oh, okay, no problem. That makes sense. Move on, you know, like yeah. nothing, nothing too crazy. Yeah. What is something that you, what is another thing that you want people to know about the first few weeks? I feel like the part that I, you know, you've kind of touched on it briefly that I struggled with the most was breastfeeding. Like, it was something so, like, it was something that I knew, like, I want to breastfeed. So, like, I have, like, I need to find a way to get it, you know, to make it happen. Um, And I feel like that was honestly the toughest thing. Like, going into it, I had heard so many stories, you know, like, from you and other friends that told me, like, oh, it was hard. I couldn't do it. Like, it just didn't happen. Or, like, it happened for, like, one month, two months, and then I dried up or I just couldn't anymore. And, you know, like, I just stopped. And it was just, like... So I I went in preparing myself, like, this is going to be tough. It's not going to be easy, but, like, we are going to find a way to do it. Yeah. And I'm thankful that, you know, like, six months later, you know, like, I'm still here breastfeeding, but it was a rough patch. Like, it was rough until, like, two and a half, three months. Like, for the first three months, like, I cried several times. Like, you know, like, I quit. Like, this isn't worth it. Like, I'm trying and Bella's not trying. (laughs) Like, meet me halfway, you know, meet me halfway, girl. Um, But like you said, it's like something that you don't know, baby doesn't know, and it's just like, you know, it was rough. Um, So I feel like one of the things that I, like, wished I would have known in regards to breastfeeding was, like, the flanges for, like, uh, the pumps. Mm -hmm. 
like they come in different sizes, like different diameters. And I didn't really know that at the beginning. I just figured like one size fits all type of thing. Because no one explains that. And so like, I remember like at the hospital, they just gave me two different sets, but I'm like, okay, like if this, they just gave me two sets, like this, these are the sizes, you know, like the Mm -hmm. first one didn't fit, then, you know, that was that. Um, But I feel like, because, you know, like at first, you know, like at least for my case, I wasn't producing any milk at all. So I was having to like pump after every breastfeeding session with Bella to like, you know, stimulate to get the, the milk going. Yeah. And um, like I just I couldn't. So I kept breastfeeding or pumping constantly. Mm-hmm. But because I was pumping constantly, like those flanges were so small, like they irritated and like they oh, they irritated no. me badly. Yeah. So like I feel like had I known that I wouldn't have been like so like they wouldn't have been so irritated. They wouldn't have like cracked open and it would have like prevented a lot of pain. Yeah. Um, I also didn't know that they had like they had this like little lip balm for mm-hmm. like your nipples. And like I didn't think of putting it on like while pumping. I only did it like afterwards, which I don't know why I didn't think like putting on before cuz it's kind of serves like a lubrication. So like even though the breast pump was like or the flanges were small, like it helped alleviate like some of that mm. friction which really helped like get the pump going faster and like, you know, pumping with less pain. So that that really helped. Like next time around, like I'm stocking up on nipple balm <laughs> like crazy. Like it, it was a lifesaver. Um, one of the things that I feel like I did do, and I honestly am gonna do again, is I don't know if you've ever seen on Pinterest, they have like what they call like little breastfeeding cards, and you can use them for lots of things. But like you know, like the little three tier cards that they sell at like Michaels for mm-hmm. arts and crafts. Yeah. So I ordered one of those, and I packed it in the nursing uh, room. With, like, a bunch of things that you would need, like, while breastfeeding. So, I put oh. my breast pump there. So, like, I had my breast pump there. I had breast pumps or breast pads there. So, like, if I needed them, they're there. Burt cloths. I had snacks. I had drinks there. Because, you know, like, once you sit down and start breastfeeding, like, you, you can't know, get that, up for yeah. a while. Yeah. It, it so could like be five minutes. It could be an hour and a half. Exactly. So, like, you know, my mom and Pat would help, but, like, if they weren't there, it was nice to literally just have it right next to my rocking chair. Oh, I'm thirsty. Grab a water bottle. Grab a Powerade. Like, grab a granola bar. Like, oh, burp cloth. It's, like, all right there. All right there. So, I really, yeah. So, I really enjoyed it. I also saw some people use it as, like, um, just, like, a cart that you take with you, like, wherever you go. So, like, Around if you the go house? To, yeah. Oh. So, if you, take, if you, like, want to go to the living room, like, you can roll it, you know, because it has wheels. Mm-hmm. Some people put, like, diapers, baby wipes, and stuff like that. I just kind of have, like, a diaper and baby wipe station, like, in the bedroom. Yeah, you just had multiple room. everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I really enjoyed that little cart because, it's, yeah, like when you're just very convenient, just yeah. easy to grab what yeah. you want, and yeah, I think I think that's a great idea. And so I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, like that's... I thought that was you know lifesaver. Whether I was hungry or needed something, it was all right there. So I really enjoyed that. I think um, that's a fabulous idea. Yeah, yeah for sure. Definitely. And one of the things, just real quick, when I mentioned the breast pump, one of the things that, like, if moms out there, like, want to breastfeed, um, I don't know if you ever tried this or not, but power pumping, have you ever heard of that? No, I didn't. So I um, found that on, intri- on Pinterest, and I feel like that's what really helped me get my milk supply up. Mm-hmm. Literally, it's an hour of basically p- pumping. Mm-hmm. 
So you pump for 20 minutes, rest for 10 minutes, pump for another 10 minutes, rest for 10 minutes, and then another 10 minutes. So it's literally an hour of straight pumping and resting. And it's exhausting. Um, But I feel like that is honestly like what got me going because really? you know like babies you know they eat and then they go to sleep and then that's that mm-hmm. but if you trick your mind into thinking that a baby is like constantly like you know eating, eating food mm-hmm. that's what got my milk supply up from like little teeny tiny little well how often like, would you do that so at first just to get it going I would do it after um I would do it like twice a day Okay. I would pump, I would breastfeed, and then I would pump just for like 15 minutes. But like once or twice a day, I would do the power pump for an hour straight. And I did that probably for about like a week, two weeks, and it was exhausting. But I feel like that, like between that and just staying hydrated, like that's what got me going. And then once I got going, it was like, whoa, I'm producing like more than I need. But it was fine because I was able to store milk Mm -hmm. uh, in the freezer. But I, I mean, you know, I would say like, if you want to maybe just start off with once a, once a day, because it day. is exhausting. And you yeah. know, as you mentioned, it's hard to get any sleep, so maybe just once a day power pump. Um, and then if nothing happens in, you know, three, four days, then maybe up it to up twice. It to two. Um, but I feel like that. I feel like that's a really good tip because no, I didn't yeah. know that. And I'm, I'm sure if I did know that, then maybe I would have been able to breastfeed longer. Yeah, and I want to say it helps other people because ever since I've done it, like, um, I saw it go, like, from Pinterest to, like, TikTok, like, all oh. over TikTok and Reels and stuff like that. So I'm like, okay. Then, you know, like, I guess a lot of people have tried it and it, it works. Yeah. So maybe um, maybe that's something to keep in mind for next time, too. Yeah, if people want to do that. Maybe, you know, like, in your case where you had to go back to work, you know, they mm-hmm. want to get their supply in the freezer up. So that yeah, way, you so know, when we... they go back to work, they don't have to pump so much at work. And it's, you know, they, they have a little safety, um, you know. Sa- safety stash, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a great idea, for sure. That's something. What is something else that you um, enjoyed, maybe, like, in regards to, like, helping settle Sophia and getting her to bed or... Um, while our bed routine was fairly simple the first few weeks... Um, I mean, I know the first week or so you can't even give them a bath because of their little, (laughs) yeah, their umbilical cord. Um, but then we would take little baths and we, I would, she has a little rocking chair in her room. So we would sit in her little chair and I would just sit and rock with her and then I would lay her down. So, I mean, nothing like very extravagant the first few weeks. Um, and, um, I mean, she was being held all the time, so um, it was very easy to just kind of put her in bed, and she would be fine with it because she was held so much that um, I think she kind of got, like, not overwhelmed, but, you know, she was okay being in bed. Yeah, yeah, her alone time for a minute, yeah. Um, We definitely swaddled every single night. Um, we got those Velcro swaddles, so we tried doing it the hospital way, but I could not figure it out. Um, and I had the nurses show me multiple times. So it was just easier for us to do the little Velcro ones where, you know, like you put them in like a little sack and then you kind of like Velcro the other part around them. And then I like the ones that have like the zipper at the feet 
and you can unzip the feet. So like in the middle of the night when she wakes up, you don't have to completely unswaddle her. You just unzip the feet, change her diaper and feed her. So then her arms aren't like flailing around and it's kind of a little bit less disturbing for her. So she can maybe be relaxed more or go back to sleep quicker or whatever. So definitely those ones. (laughs) I had forgotten about those, but no, you're right. Those are definitely lifesavers and make it so much easier to, like you said, change them without disturbing them and having them fill their arms, which startles them. So we will be using those forever. Yes. For yeah, every baby. For sure. Yes. One of the things that I did, because I'm like you, I struggle to swaddle her, like, to, to do the old With, like, the swaddle, blankets, like, like, the basic yeah. blankets, right? Yeah. And the nurses, we had several nurses show us, like, different ways, but I always forgot. I think we were just, like, so, I was so sleep-deprived. I was just, like, I can't remember anything. Said. Yeah. But Pat, Pat was the one that had it down really good. So, like, that was one of the things that I'm like, all right, I breastfed her, she's down. Mm. Like, swaddle her. Or, like, I'm ready to breastfeed, like, swaddle her. And he he was really good at it. I don't know if it was just because, like, maybe he was, like, tougher, too, and I was, like, afraid to, like, do it too tight. tight yeah. But, nope, he would, like, put her in there tight, and I'm like, all right. But I feel like they like swaddle. it tight, though, too. Yeah, they Like, do. they like it snug. They like it, you know. Yes tight yes Yes. and I was I don't know if I was just like afraid or I just I don't know but Pat that was like his thing like he was the swaddler and I was like okay because I don't know if for you for the velcro ones I really enjoyed those but I waited for those when she was older Mm. I guess just because I figured I I actually I don't think I knew about them until like she outgrew the little blankets and I'm like oh snap like we need to keep swaddling her like with something else so I don't remember I don't we didn't buy them, and I think they were, like, hand-me-downs. Oh, cool. Like, somebody had them, and they gave them to us because they worked so well. And we had a whole bunch of different sizes. I don't know where they got them. I don't know anything, but I, like, we, I was obsessed. I was like, oh, make sure you put them in the swaddle. Did you swaddle her? Like, we got to make sure she's swaddled. Yeah. She's not going to sleep. No. <laughs> One of the other things that I, you know, like you said, we couldn't really bathe them at first. You know, we did a couple of like sponge baths, yes. um, like with washcloths and stuff like that. But when she got older and like the medical cord fell off, um, I feel like I was a little bit scared to do baths because mm-hmm. I was like, I mean, they're so teeny tiny. So I, didn't, I didn't want to bathe her by myself. <laughs> no, but, you need help. <laughs> yes. But once I realized that, like, baths really help soothe her and get her, like, to bed, like, that much quicker and just, like, clean. Relaxed. Like, okay, yeah. like, all right, we need to, I need to get over my, you know, my bathing fear and just watch a bunch of YouTube videos, like, to make it better and faster. And once I did that and I was like, okay, I've got a good rhythm going, then, like, baths were the way to go. Like, even to this day, like, it's like, oh, you're cranky, you can't sleep, all right, let's just bathe you and, like, you know. Yeah, and then you'll be relaxed. Yes. I recommend that. So what about, like, your feelings or how to cope with feelings? Um, I feel like that one was a little bit tough for me, but like, 
most of my like negative feelings or like sad feelings that I had had to do with like breastfeeding where I really wanted to do it but she was really preferring the the plastic of the bottles versus Mm -hmm. like you know um latching on and so that was a little bit tough because I feel like for like Pat, it was just kind of like, well, you know, like, you can just stop breastfeeding, and it's like, that's Mm -hmm. not what I want. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't want you to tell me I can just stop breastfeeding. Like, I want to keep doing it. So, like, you know, that one was a little bit tough, but it's like, also, I can't blame him, you know, because he's a guy, and for him, it was just more of, like, he was looking out for me. Like, he's seeing me, like, cry and struggling that she's not latching on, and she'll accept the bottle, like, so happily, you know, without a, a fight. Um, so like, you know, nothing against him. It's just, you know, they don't know what it's like, what it feels like. Um, so my mom helped me and, you know, she would kind of like stay up with me, like breastfeeding and just kind of like, it's okay. You know, like just keep trying or like let her rest and then like, you know, let her cry a little bit and then latch on. So that kind of helped, um, you know, a lot, but I think it was just kind of more of like me, like, you know, coming to the realization, like, how bad do you want to breastfeed? Like, where do you draw the line of what's good for your sanity to keep you and your mental health happy mm-hmm. and well? And like, you know, where, where do you like cross that line of like, how much do you try before you like go completely insane? Right. Um, so I don't know. It's, but I feel like that's kind of where I struggle with the most. And I think it was just kind of like, you know, like you said, you would have Caesar, you know, help feed. I basically had to give up my sleep because Pat was helping me. And that's why she started liking the plastic bottle so much because Pat would feed her um, so I could sleep. But I was like, crap, like, I do I want to breastfeed or do I want to sleep? Right, yeah. And I kind of drew the line where it's like, well, I really want to breastfeed, so, like, let me get the breastfeeding down, and once I get it, then I can kind of go back to Pat and he can continue to help. In the meantime, like, Pat can help with other things, like changing diapers, like, that was kind of like, all right, well, you change diapers. I can just kind of like decompress and just kind of like recover from like my little sob session of yeah. fighting, of, you know, yeah, fighting struggling and through breastfeeding. Yeah. Um, but I feel like that was probably the, the thing, you know, the toughest. I definitely cried in the shower. I don't know about you, but I definitely cried in the shower several times. Yeah. Um, but I think it helped. Like, I think just, like, sitting in the shower, like, in the floor, like, it sounds, like, so cliche, but, like, I think just, like, sitting at the, like, on the floor in the bathroom, like, just letting the water hit me and just kind of, like, cry it out, like, just telling myself, like, you know, kind of, like, you know, the point of our podcast, like, hey, you know what? Like, it's okay. Like, you did the best that you could today, and, like, that's all you can really do. Like, just try the best. And just kind of, like, let it out and just, like, come out of the shower, like, thinking, like, all right, you know, like, my sob story's out of the way. Like, I'm, you know, like, You're ready I'm to go. do yeah. it all over again. Yeah. Um, but I feel like that, you know, I unfortunately don't have too much advice besides if you have to cry, cry it out in the shower. Um, but I don't know. What about you? So, same with the whole shower thing. <laughs> I remember I was looking forward like I couldn't wait to take the showers because that was like the one time that I got to be like completely alone and like yeah I was literally just would sit in the shower and cry and to be honest I don't even remember why and I don't think I knew why when it was happening like I just knew that 
I was sad or happy or depressed or overwhelmed or I don't know. I don't know what I felt. I don't know. I just know that I was feeling everything and that I, I know I, Caesar would say, well, why were you crying? I, I don't know why I was crying. I don't know. It was just everything, everything, like everything is so new. You know, you don't know what you're doing. You're learning literally every day and that's a lot. So definitely I think it's okay to feel whatever you're feeling. You know, as long as you're not causing harm to yourself or causing harm to your baby, all of your feelings are completely okay. Yes, Even, and I would... Yeah, mm-hmm. no, go for it. Yes, and I'm going to say, I think it's definitely normal to not know what you're feeling. And I think that's why it's so important. Like, if y'all haven't gone to the stage yet, like... You know, do you remember the questionnaires that they would do every single time you took Sophia to the doctor's office? Yes. For her checkups? Yes. Like, be honest on those ladies. Like, I remember, like, Pat would sit next to me as I would fill out these questions, and he'd look over, and he's like, that's not right. And I'm like, sir, like, this is my questionnaire. Like, you don't know how I'm feeling. Like, just because you don't see me cry or, like, be sad or, you know, like you said, like depressed, like I, you know, like, so I would like when at the doctor's office, I would scoot away from him and sit separately from him and like answer the questions on my own because I'm like, only I know like how I'm feeling. Right. You know, yes. so like be honest on those because like if, you know, um, like I answered a couple times where I was sad or I would cry and honestly, they never said anything to me because they're like, well, you know, it sounds like it's just baby blues. And I'm like, okay, like I answered the questions, honestly. So if it's just baby blues then okay, right. you know, like if it gets to the point to where it's like actual postpartum depression, I like to hope that they would have said, okay, here's some options for you to do. Yeah. So um, give you some suggest suggestions yeah. or something to help out. Yeah. But like definitely to be truthful on those or you know like in this case you know hopefully you know you have a friend that you can reach out to and you know now with this you know that's you know that's our goal here is to have you know people reach out to us that we've been through it and you know exactly to to talk to y'all and to listen to y'all and hopefully offer some advice or at least just you know cry it out together exactly (laughs) cry it out together in the shower for um, sure Cause I know I, when you had your baby, when you had Bella, I was like, okay, I hope, you know, Michelle's doing okay. And I would text you, but I also didn't want to like, bombard me. yes, bombard you. But at the same time, like push feelings on you. Cause I remember thinking, okay, well I need to tell her it's okay that she's crying, you know, but I don't know if she's crying. So, uh-huh. you know, um, but like with me, I didn't like, you hadn't had your baby yet. And yeah. nobody that I knew had a baby yet. So Caesar didn't even know that I was crying or feeling these things until like months after when I was like, yeah, you know, the whole newborn stage was rough. I cried every single day. And he's like, what, you did? It's like, well, yeah, I did. And he's like, well, why? You know, I don't know why, you know, but I didn't have anybody to tell me like, oh, those feelings are normal, you know, but now that I know I can tell other people you know and hopefully help other people know like it's okay to not know what you're feeling it's okay to feel whatever you're feeling and it's okay to cry every day (laughs) yes and honestly one of the things that I you know like 
hopefully we have people here listening that maybe aren't moms, um, but maybe want to know how to help their friends. Like one of the things that I can honestly say that I absolutely loved that you did that no one else did um, was whenever you came over is you would like say, hey, I'm like, you know, like basically like your baby's cute and all, but like I'm not here for the baby. Like I'm here for you. Like Michelle, what do you need? And I remember like you kept asking Okay, what do you need though? Like, not what does the baby need? Like, what do you need? Like, do you need food? Like, you know, y'all brought us food over, mm-hmm. which was, you know, so helpful because that's one less meal that we have to worry about cooking. Mm-hmm. One or less thing you whatever. have to do, exactly. Yeah. But like, it was like, okay, what do you need? You know, like, even like Caesar would ask Pat, like, hey, do you need me to mow your lawn? Like, what can we do for y'all as the parents? Because like, people are going to come over and like want to hold the baby constantly and do stuff for the baby. And but that's it's like, fine. Okay, what about you? Yeah. But what about perfect. the one who's like, in it, who's the, taking yeah, care of the baby, everything. who doesn't know what's going on, who really needs that extra, you know, like, Hey, how are you? Do you need yeah. me to do something for you? Mm-hmm. And like, just those little questions, like you said, go a long yeah. way. Yeah. And if you don't know to ask those questions, you typically don't, yeah. you know, So I know that for me, that would have been amazing. You know, if somebody was like, hey, I know I I love seeing Sophia, but I see that your dishes are dirty. Do you want me to do your dishes? You know, or there's some laundry in the washer. Oh, I see you have a basket of laundry here. You want me to fold it real quick while you hold your baby? You know, like, or yeah, or even something like, hey, you know, like what's your favorite coffee? Like I'm on my way. Like I want to pick up your favorite coffee or donut or something, you know, like something for you. Yeah. Exactly. And even if you don't have like the time to sit and hang out, it could be even like, Hey, I ordered you food. It's on its way. Or I'm going to drop this off real quick. I can't stay, but here's a meal for you guys. Yeah, especially like nowadays with like Uber Eats. Like I did have one of my friends like, "Hey, what can I Uber Eats you?" And it's like, "Oh wow!" Like you know. Yeah, okay. and even though I don't, like, I wasn't you know, able to see you or hang out with yeah. you very long. But here's like, a meal for you to enjoy. That's yeah. very thoughtful and it's very meaningful because mm-hmm. it's like okay, people are still people care about my baby, obviously, but people still care about me and making sure that I'm okay. Yeah, and I feel like that's one of those things that definitely is, like, needed. Like, I think as a newborn mom, you're kind of like, okay, like, this baby's new. It's so delicate. It's so, like, you know, it it literally needs me to Mm -hmm. survive. Yes. But we also have to kind of, like, take a step back and be like, okay, but, you know, like, if I'm not 100%, like, how can I take care of my baby? Exactly. so you just have to, and it's like, it's hard when you're like so sleep deprived and so like tired, exhausted and everything. But it's like, it's honestly so important that I feel like I didn't really do that until afterwards when I was like, wait, I'm literally like nodding asleep, like while I'm doing stuff for the baby, like this isn't healthy. Like what if I nod off while I'm like, you know, yeah. I don't know, you know, like breastfeeding in bed and, you know, like I roll over on them and I like, you know, yeah, yeah. Bit, brush them and suffocate them. But it's like, you know, like you need to be like awake and right. healthy and fed. And I said, my mom would always be like, Michelle, you got to eat. Michelle, you got to sleep. But I wasn't like really listening. I was just kind of like, but I got to keep this baby alive. Like my baby's crying. Like I got to go do this. I got to do that. And it's like a couple, like definitely like couple, several weeks. I was like, crap, like my mom's right. Like. I have to be well rested. I have to 
like, you know, eat well because I'm going to get sick. And yep. if I'm sick, then, you know, who's exactly. going to take care of my baby? I am. And it's going to be even worse having it's to take care of worse. a baby while you're sick, yep. you know? It's going to be like a never-ending sickness because how am I going to recover if I'm if so you're, Yeah, exactly. I feel like that started to happen, like, the first two or so weeks uh, with me that I wasn't getting enough sleep because you're up all night. And I could feel, like, I could feel myself, like getting a sore throat. Um, I was starting to feel like sick. I mean, I didn't have a fever or anything, but I could feel myself getting sick. And I'm like, okay, it's because I don't have enough sleep, but I can't get any sleep because I'm taking care of the baby, but I can't get sick because I have to take care of the baby. So it's, you know, a kind of a battle, but yeah. you know, if you take care of yourself in other ways, this, like your body gets used to the sleep, nights or the sleep deprivation yeah, like it just kind of keeps going and until you realize like oh crap when was the last time I actually like slept you know at least five hours consecutively mm-hmm. or you know something yeah um, so I mean over time your body does get used to that but like the first few weeks you know that's hard and yeah. you have to keep yourself healthy and you know sane in other ways yeah. because the sleep will come eventually yeah, so, like, on that topic, this is kind of, like, TMI and kind of, like, embarrassing, but something that I wish I would have known and kind of, like, on the whole topic of, like, taking care of yourself, one of the things that I I feel like I was obviously changing diapers or Pat was changing, like, we, you know, we, together, we were changing diapers constantly and feeding constantly. I was forgetting to take care of myself, and with me breastfeeding, um, I got a breast infection, mm. so like you can get a breast infection because of multiple things but I remember going into my doctor's appointment for the infection because like my like my entire Mm -hmm. breast was like red like it was inflamed it was like burning and I was like this doesn't feel normal like it feels like I literally have a fever (laughs) like just on my breast Mm -hmm. and whenever I went in the doctor would ask me questions like oh well like how often do you change your breast pads like how often do you like you know do this and do that and I was just kind of like uh like I don't I can't tell you how often I change my breast pads and I know it sounds kind of nasty but it's like you know like it's just like I'm they're there like I take them off and I breastfeed and then I put them back on and I don't like I'm so sleep deprived I completely yeah, you're not paying that, attention like, I have to like I didn't realize like I mean when they got like really like sweat or soggy or you know whatever like I'd get rid of them but she's like no like you need to be swapping those out like every two three hours and it's like I didn't know that and she's like okay like no worries you know like breast infections happen all the time they could also be because like you know like she said your uh your breastfeeding bra could also be too tight mm. and it's like you know, then I think about it and I'm like, oh crap. Like I remember laying down sometimes and thinking like, oh, it kind of feels tight, but I was so tired. Like I would forget to like loosen up the straps or like maybe like, Just you know, unhook it. Yeah. and it was like, so like little things like that where it's like, she's asking me all these questions and it's like, it, they all pertain to my health. And am I doing this to myself? And it's like, 
no, like I completely forgot to take care of myself, like literally while taking care of my baby. And it's like, well, you know, like because of, you know, you kind of forgetting that you have to keep your breasts clean and, you know, keep them, you know, aired and like, you know, loose, you know, garments. It's like you got the breast infection. And she's like, it happens a lot because moms literally forget to take care of themselves because of their baby. And it sucks, though, because like now, you know, you are going to struggle to breastfeed with an infection, you yeah. know, and, you know, but one of those things, you know, I said that literally happened because I forgot to take care of myself and like my body, but, um, it yeah. sucks. So <laughs> even though you're taking care of a new little human, you can't forget about yourself or no. how can you take care of that new baby? Yeah. But it's, it's a struggle to, to find that balance between, you know, taking care of yourself, but, you know, whether it's yourself or, you know, your friends, remind your mom friends to, like, you know, take yeah, care of themselves. take a moment. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank y'all for tuning in to our fourth episode. Hopefully, you know, we've given y'all some good insight on how to handle the first couple of weeks with a newborn. Uh, just a quick reminder, ladies, you know, make sure that y'all find a really good support system, whether it's with your partner, mom, friend, because, uh, we all need someone to lean on so that we can keep ourselves sane, keep ourselves healthy in order for us to be able to survive those first couple of weeks taking care of our babies. And please feel free to reach out to us, you know, um, DM us in our comments if there's anything else, any more tips that y'all would want about any specific topics or if it's just simply, you know, to talk to us um, to help y'all survive those first couple of weeks. Yes. Um, make sure you like us on our Facebook page and follow us on Instagram because that's where we will keep you up to date on all of our next posts um, and all of our new episodes and anything that you guys want to hear. Okay, we'll see you guys in two weeks and don't forget to be the tough mamas that you are. <laughs>